Have you dreamed of bigger things for your life? Then you are in the right place. Each week, you will be given tips on how to change your inner dialogue, conquer your goals, and ways to step into a higher version of yourself. I'm your host, Lauren Kubat. I'm a motivational speaker who hosts personal development events. I'm a sought-after fitness instructor, a wife, and a mom of two young boys. I'm obsessed with all things personal development, and I believe anyone can achieve the life they want. Let the Become Your Vision podcast be the inspiration you need to step into greater things. Now let's go. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Hey, I don't know why I sing to you. I'm just in one of those moods, but I have an interview for you guys today. Her name is Gervais Comos. I found her on Instagram. She's in the Charleston area. Just super rad. I like following her stories. She's a mother of three. Very real, beautiful. Uh, She's from New Jersey, but doesn't have a New Jersey accent. Just cool conversation. I am a huge advocate for mental health after struggling with anxiety and depression myself. I still go through, you know, my ebbs and flows and all of that. Lost my brother to suicide six years ago. I'm always trying to bring ways that I can um, be an advocate for mental health for you, whether it's through interviews or conferences or events or just talking about my own experiences. I want to normalize these type of emotions so you don't feel so alone and offer ways that you can improve these emotions. So I think you're going to love this conversation. Stay tuned for all the information about my women's conference coming up, you guys. If you're just in a funk, if you want to be surrounded by women who are going to lift you up, if you are in this transition of life, if you had a rough year, or if you're just like ready to go after the life you want and you're in the Charleston area, I would love for you to be there. Come alone, come with your best friend, come with, you know, your adult daughter, whatever, mature daughter, high school, uh, college, whatever. I would love for you to be there and... I hope you love this episode. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Today I have an interview for you. Uh, Who I have is Gervais. So Gervais is an intuitive mindset coach and the host of the Champagne Society podcast. She certified with Coach Training Alliance in 2013 in the American Coaching and Hypnosis Academy in 2020. For seven years, she's been teaching modern women how to trust themselves, connect to their intuition, and be intentional about their thoughts, beliefs, and choices to create the next level life that they want. Happily married for 11 years, Gervais has called Charleston, South Carolina, her home for uh, for 17 years. She enjoys dance parties, my kind of girl, piles of children, way too deep conversations, and wine. And she's very into wine these days. So welcome to the show, Gervais. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Of course. So I saw that you are originally from New Jersey. So it's a common misconception because I'm always in New Jersey because my mom lives in New Jersey and my, um, my husband is from New Jersey. So his family lives in New Jersey, Mm. but I'm actually from Queens, New York, but none of my family lives there anymore. So I grew up, I lived in Queens until I was 16 and then we moved to the South. Um, There's a lot that happened after that, but yeah, I'm basically, it feels like New Jersey is home because I never go back to Queens Yeah, because my family doesn't live there anymore. 
Gotcha. Yeah. It's funny because so I'm from Chicago and people will be like, are you from New York? And <laughs> I was going to ask you, I was so curious where you're from. Yeah. A lot of people say New York, but, um, and you don't have an accent. I don't. I mean, I, I always like make fun of people who, I mean, I left New York when I was 16. Then I moved back to the city from 18 to 20, but I feel like people hold on to their accents on purpose sometimes. I'm like, or maybe it's just my personality that I just absorb the people around me, but I've been in the South for 17 years. So wow. yeah, um, that's a long time, you know? Yeah. I'm old, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Let's get into, can you explain what hypnotherapy is and the difference between that and regular therapy, if there is a difference? Oh gosh. Sure. Okay. Let's dive right in. So hypnotherapy is, uh, it's a relaxed state of focus concentration with a goal. So, uh, you know, people sometimes say, oh, it's like meditation with a goal. And so the experience for the person listening to a hypnosis track is very much like somebody listening to a meditation. Like if you've ever listened to a guided meditation, the only thing that is, well, there's a lot of things that are very different clinically, but what I think is so cool about hypnotherapy versus meditation is that you can achieve a goal by listening to a track. So depending on what, you know, if I'm talking to a client, depending on what they're working through or what I, I can tell that they need to believe on subconscious level, that's the goal. Mm -hmm. So meditation is, you know, famous for helping people relax and clear their mind and all of that which I'm, you know, huge advocate for basically anything that works for you, period. But um, hypnotherapy does that, but it's very much customized to help a person achieve the state that they're aiming for. So, you know, I feel like a lot of people, um, mainstream hypnotherapy is like, oh, lose weight or stop smoking or, you know, Mm -hmm. quit alcohol or something like that, because those are real tangible, you know, mainstream human goals. But for Mm -hmm. me, the, the way that I use it is more, like, okay, decrease anxiety, like really increase confidence or self-worth or healing or abundance mindset or things like that. The mindset yeah. stuff that I try to help women deepen into because they know these concepts, these personal right. growth concepts, um, but they're having trouble really embodying them on a deep level. So we just whip them up a little track and, uh, um, and to answer your question of how it's different from like clinical therapy, I would say I'm but I'm not a licensed therapist. That is not at all what I do, but, um, you know, clinical therapy is, you know, the talk therapy and those people have a totally different training than I've had, but I pair mine with, um, coaching. So I ask powerful questions to help figure out what I find to be the root causes of their suffering, suffering Mm -hmm. or challenges or roadblocks. And then I kind of weave that into the hypnotherapy track. Yeah. So you record the, these tracks and then you send them to them. Yeah. The yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you have a, like a super like calming voice. So I think you would be, <laughs> I've listened to some of your podcasts in the past. And then, um, I saw like on your bio and your YouTube channel, it's like super like Zen and just, <laughs> I feel like it's all in the voice because if there's a hypnotherapist that has like a super annoying voice, I think it would yeah. be very oh, difficult. Totally. Well, first of all, thank you so much because that's really all I care about these days is like, how's my voice <laughs> between, <laughs> the, between the podcast and hypnotherapy. Um, yeah. but that was like a real fear of mine when I started because I had listened to so many different tracks and you know, it's hard to get your, your conscious mind out of the way when you start listening to the hypnosis track and you're kind of like, 
uh, she sounds weird or why did she say the word that way? And so I was really yeah self-conscious of it at the beginning, hoping that it sounded okay. But then I had, you know, I just got, I got some positive feedback from my clients and I was like, okay, I think maybe I have a good voice for this. So I'm just yes. going to keep it. Definitely. Um, so in your bio too, it said you spent 10 years of therapy to heal, um, your family of origin, their relationship patterns. Can you, can you talk about that? Sure. Oh yeah. I just yeah. got, actually got off a client call where we were talking about mother wounds and family of origin stuff. Yeah. So uh, I guess in a nutshell, I would say that like most modern women, I was raised by, um, a wonderful, well-meaning mother who had a lot of her own wounding from her mother and her mother's mother and her mother's mother's mother and, and culture and, you know, just experience that she had, um, growing up. And so I don't know if it's just based on my personality type or, you know, human design or what it was, but I internalized a lot of that wounding. And so I had kind of a challenging relationship with my mother from the age of 16 on, but I would say between 18 and 20, it really, really got rocky because I left home and I moved to New York city. And that's when I, Mm -hmm. um, she wanted me to support her emotionally the most. And I Mm -hmm. removed myself from that role for the first time in my family's history. And I started seeing a therapist. And when they would ask me like, why are you here? I was just, I was crying a lot. And I was like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just, I'm here to heal. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know what else to do, but I know that this is not it for me. Mm -hmm. And I really desire to heal. And so, um, you know, I've been to really good therapists. I've been to really bad therapists, but Mm -hmm. I, I tried to consistently see therapists from the age of like 18 to 28, depending on what was going on in my life to work through my relationship with my mother Um, my relationship within my family, I'm the oldest Mm -hmm. of four. Mm -hmm. And so like many oldest of, you know, any number of children, I took on that, that archetype real hard and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, all the, the, the flaws as well. I really think I know it all and I'm perfect (laughs) and all of that. Right. So I had all of that stuff to unlearn, um, that I'm not perfect and I don't know it all. And I don't necessarily know what's best for my siblings. And, Mm -hmm. um, I don't need to parent my parents. And also I had to learn how to reparent myself because the, the parenting that I was looking for in my parents was not really an option because, you know, you can't control other people. You can't Mm -hmm. have them show up the way that you desire them to. And so actually that's when I switched to coaching. And then the mentor that I worked with next really helped me with the like, inner child stuff, like reparenting myself. So I don't know, it's been a a messy up and down, like therapy, coaching, therapy, coaching, but I basically, anytime I feel something triggered within me, I just kind of dive back into whatever resource or mentor or modality that I think would be the most healing at that time. And I, I try to get it out by the root. Yeah. I love it. So did, how did you decide that you wanted to be a hypnotherapist as your career? Well, so I've, I've been a coach first, obviously for, you know, six years or something. And then after COVID, um, well, so before COVID, I was, I took a year where I almost exclusively was doing events and I had 
like leaned so far out of coaching and it was kind of intentional, but it wasn't based on, it was like, well, this is working really easily. So I just have the bandwidth for one thing. So I'll just lean into events, which as you know, are um, just their own world. It's like, it's like its own beast. And so that was yeah. much, you know, all consuming and like doing an event a month and then scaling them and making them bigger and bigger and bigger. And then COVID happened and obviously events were no longer an issue. Not, I, no longer an, what do you call it? An option. And yeah. so I felt really lucky that I was one of the people that really had the perfect career to fall back on. I was like, well, I've trained as a coach. Coaching is my passion. It's the thing that I do. So I should really not, I should, I get to lean back into coaching. Um, and so as, as part of that, I took, um, I took a program with one of my friends, um, and mentors, Shauna Van Bogart, and there was hypnotherapy included in it. So it was really like a personal growth course that I was like really excited to take just, mm -hmm. uh, just because, because I love personal growth courses, yeah. <laughs> but I didn't realize that there was going to be hypnosis tracks included. And when I listened mm. to the hypnosis tracks, they had such an impact on me. Like I was just really suggestible, like really, um, coachable. Like I just received it super well, which mm. is not for everybody. Like I said, like some people it's meditation, some people it's whatever. Mm -hmm. And immediately I just said, I need to learn where did you certify? Like, how do I do this? This I meant to, um, I meant to bring this to clients. And so I just dove in and um, certified and started practicing, but I was weaving it into my coaching practice. So even now, like I consider myself a coach first and foremost, um, who has this tool in my tool belt that I use with coaching clients, which is mm -hmm. hypnotherapy. I love that. Yeah. It's, I mean, obviously if somebody's listening to this episode, they're into personal growth, but like how can you not be, you know, like there's, you, you learn so much about yourself every single year. And I love that you are applying what you've learned to help your clients as well. You guys, I wanted to interrupt this episode because tickets are officially on sale for the Become Your Vision Women's Conference on September 26th in Mount Pleasant in South Carolina at the Ion Meeting House, also known as the Ion Chapel. I will be speaking. I'll have a guest speaker. There could be giveaways, music, treats, workshops. The energy is high and you will be surrounded by like-minded women who want to better themselves. So when you leave my event, you're gonna feel empowered to challenge your thoughts and your critical inner voice. You're gonna know that you're not alone in the struggles that you face. You're gonna experience breakthroughs through the workshops that I create. And you're gonna feel so connected to yourself and the other women in that room because we are all so much alike in terms of the hardships we have faced and the struggles that we deal with every single day. It's our critical inner voice and it can be so mean sometimes. So like I said, I will be speaking. I'm gonna share my story with you. We all have a story, so I'm gonna share mine with you. I have a guest speaker. Her name is LB Adams. She's a TEDx speaker. She was the TEDx MC. She's also an author. You are just going to get so much goodness from her talk. And then I'm going to have a special guest and I'm going to keep her a surprise, but she is a remarkable person, super inspiring, super inspiring. Uh, 
it's just going to be so good to listen to her. Tickets will go fast because people are needing connection again and wanting to experience life and to literally become the person that is their vision. That's the reason I created this podcast and these events. So I'm asking you, why not you and why not now? So before you talk yourself out of an opportunity that is literally knocking on your door, hear that? Yeah, that's me knocking. I want you to know that even if we've never met, we're friends. There's a reason you're listening to this episode. You need to be there. You do. So come by yourself or bring a friend or send someone you think that may need this and Just want to remind you that there's no need to be scared or nervous because you have friends in that room. You just haven't met them yet. And I want to meet you. I really do. So go to the link in my show notes to purchase your tickets. The event is September 26th. You got to jump on this. You guys can't wait to see you there. So a lot of struggles that adults face come from childhood, as you know. So how do you help your clients like unpack the things that they've experienced um, in their past? Hmm. Well, that is a loaded question. (laughs) I feel it's important to explain that you don't necessarily just get it all in one fell swoop, right? Mm -hmm. I think a lot of women come into, let's say an intensive, um, with me and they're like, okay, here's my problems. Here's what I do wrong. Or like, here's what's bothering me, or here's the problem in my relationship. And I think it goes back to this thing with, with my mom maybe. And like, okay, I'm going to get my money's worth. I'm going to come to this call and you're just going to get it all. And what I find is that what we think the problem problem, I'm going to put problem in air quotes, like what we think the root cause of a challenge is and what the root cause actually is mm-hmm. are often different. <laughs> so, mm, yeah. and so we can go about being like, I have a self-love problem. I have a worthiness issue. I have a worthiness issue and, and come to find out that it's, it's not that at all. Right. Like it's actually like a mother wound. So it's, it's okay. just the nuances of it, I think are what we don't give enough due diligence. And so yeah. that's why, um, if I do an intensive, intensive, less, let's say my first goal is to say like, okay, you know, let's use this analogy. Like if you're in a, if you're in a burning building, okay. And you're in the building and the building's on fire. First order of business is either like put out the fire or leave the building. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of women are trying to like put out the fire and solve all the other problems and redecorate and, and also have a party and like do it all in one Mm -hmm. fell swoop and, and helping them understand, like, first you got to leave, you got to leave the building. Okay. So let's, let's let's walk out the door (laughs) and accept that you don't have to be in a burning building. Cause a lot Mm -hmm. of women, you know, they, they have a hard time even walking away from a burning building Mm -hmm. metaphorically speaking. And so again, this is like a long winded answer to say, Often it starts with me assessing, okay, what's on fire for this woman? Mm -hmm. Is it that she literally like hasn't had a fucking break in 10 years and she just needs to go take a nap? Because sometimes literally women just need permission that you can take a nap, right? Or is it that she has been doing all of this work and we need to walk her through a guided visualization and um, help her do some inner child stuff? Like literally what I just did with the client I've had this client 
in a program, 10 private coaching sessions. And now she's in my mastermind. And just in this session, we did like a mother wound mm. um, visualization healing thing. And um, I knew that she was ready. And yeah. so you have to, not you have to, but like you get to heal things when they're ready to be healed too. Mm. And so sometimes, you know, we say like, I want to heal this relationship with, with my mom, but I'm not, you're not receptive to it. It's not present for you. You're not triggered. The emotion's not there. You can't access the wound. And so then you won't be able to heal it on that deep level. So I really try to assess what is relevant for this woman right now. Like what could help her make the biggest leap right now and ask her the questions to get to it, to always guide her back to, you know, the deepest healing available to her in that moment while also connecting her back to her own inner wisdom and her own intuitive mm -hmm. hit on what is best for you next. Yeah. Um, going back to that example you um, described, like a mother wound, let's say you have a client or there's um, somebody listening and they're, they're putting in the work to heal this wound, but that's that person that they're trying to heal the wound with, is it receptive for any feedback or kind of is um, deflecting and is not realizing that they're, you know, a huge part in healing the relationship and they're a huge part of maybe the damage that was done. How, how do you go about that? Hmm. Great question. Mm -hmm. Literally the session I had this morning. This is so strange. Um, <laughs> I <yeah>. was there. <laughs> That's a very big misconception in this work is, mm -hmm. is, you know, relationships is pretty much the bulk of what we do as coaches. I swear. It's like so much relationship stuff. And uh, we think like, okay, I'm gearing up for this big conversation I need to have with my mother or my spouse or my sister or whatever, um, because they need to understand their part in the relationship or their part in the damage that was done. And um, almost never is that the solution I have found. Mm. Um, almost always the solution is to learn how to mother yourself. Mm. The solution is to clean up your side of the fence, is to clean up all of your stuff, um, take responsibility for everything that is yours and then embody what you have learned. This is the, also the next piece is like, people are like, oh, I'm doing this work and now it's your turn, but they're not, um, they haven't fully embodied it yet. Right. So they know the stuff, but they haven't integrated it, which is why I use hypnosis because I just feel like with the integrating on the subconscious level in your thoughts, beliefs, and choices, this happens that like hypnosis really helps you access that. But until you embody it, mm -hmm. the other person is not going to change. Honestly, the other part person might not change ever, no matter what you do. And I think that is a huge piece of the work is really mm -hmm. understanding that you don't get to be responsible for somebody else's earth lessons, for right. somebody else's soul curriculum. And um, to really let go of that and really just focus on your own, you know, earth lesson on this planet and really embody it until it's just until you don't even feel that resentment you don't even right. feel that blame you don't even feel that expectation of that other person because you are giving yourself everything that you have made up a story that that person owes you because nobody mm -hmm. actually owes you anything mm -hmm. um but you do owe it to yourself and so teaching women how to give those things to themselves is 
I feel like the bet the best legacy I could ever hope for because because at the end of the day it's you and you right mm-hmm. like it's a, nothing is guaranteed in this life right. except that you're going to be with you and so if you know how to mother yourself mm-hmm. and you you feel empowered around your own choices mm-hmm. and you can take ownership of them and not from a place of shame but empowered mm-hmm. choice then all your problems become right-sized and you no longer feel that towards other people. Or if you do feel it in the moment, you have the tools and the, the self-awareness to recognize, oh, this isn't about me, right? Mm-hmm. Or like, this isn't about them. Like my trigger is about me, or this isn't something that they need to do. I can either remove myself from this relationship, change my boundaries, do some work, right? Because you can never control another person. Right. Okay. So what would you say? Okay. I'm thinking of a a listener in particular, perhaps this person has maybe experienced things in their childhood and, um, you know, they're a mother themselves, but they're still hurt from their childhood, but maybe they don't want to address that pain, um, with that person, but, it's almost like a requirement to get past that point. How, or what would you say to that person to, I guess, find themselves and to mother themselves when maybe they're a mother, mother as it is. And it's like, okay, I don't have time to mother myself or, um, address this situation. Let's just keep going and just, um, try to forget, get the past, but it keeps popping up. What would you say to them to, I guess, um, really stop and to address kind of everything that, that happened and how they can go about maybe taking small steps to start mothering themselves. Mm -hmm. Oh, this is such a big, this is such a big question. Um, something that really stuck out to me is Mm -hmm. you said, because they're a mother themselves. So Mm -hmm. they don't have time to mother themselves because they're a mother themselves. Mm -hmm. Okay. It is never more important for a woman to heal her mother wound than when she is raising children. Mm. That actually the stakes have never been higher than when you have now the next generation has been born. Okay. Mm. And if you are going to hold this resentment against your mother for not giving you what you needed, but you feel unwilling to look at it, you know, what's going to happen is you're going to pass down that lineage to your children. Mm. And so I did a podcast episode. I would really recommend for this conversation. It was like, I did a live coaching session. Mm -hmm. um, And it was called the new paradigm of motherhood. And we actually talked a lot about this. I I highly recommend that. I I don't know the episode at this moment, but um, you know, because what happens is if you, first of all, it's totally, natural and understanding if a busy, ambitious, modern mother Mm -hmm. feels like I don't have time to look at this. (laughs) Like, A, this is really painful. B, I don't have time. C, my priority is my children. And I think that is like a byproduct of the culture that we're in, right? Mm -hmm. We're taught 
based on like the industrial revolution and capitalism, like punch the clock, get things done, punch the clock, get, get things done. But we all know from being productive that there's more to life, right? Like you can do all the things and punch the clock and get things done and still have that deep, deep knowing in your core mm-hmm. that this is a shitty consolation prize. Like yeah. this is not it. And yeah. sometimes, you know, it's like that quote, the only way out is through. I think that's Robert Frost. I love that quote where mm-hmm. the thing that we want, the way to get it is the only way to reach it or feel it or achieve it is to move through the thing that we're resisting the most. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, I mean, there's so many layers to what you asked, but yeah. I would say to start. Okay. So the, so the first step is like giving compassion to anybody listening who is feeling that way or feeling triggered or feeling like in blame or resentment or shame. It's like, it's totally okay. We all feel that way. Also, I want to say that if what you experience as a child comes even near the realm of trauma, mm-hmm. I am not trauma certified. Like you deserve, um, support from a trauma certified therapist. Like that's a different animal. And then if you are like a lot of the women that I work with and like how I was, where you just are like feeling unhealed Mm -hmm. and you don't want to keep living in that state of discomfort and suffering, even though it's like, it's okay, but you're just kind of depressed. Like it's okay. You're just slightly anxious. It's okay. You just, you know, feel like you're an okay mom, but you're, you never feel that sense of total fulfillment and satisfaction. Mm -hmm. Then that is your invitation from your future self, your higher self, your deepest wisdom saying, this is the way to Mm -hmm. move towards what you desire. And the first step I would say, listen to that podcast episode. Yeah. (laughs) I'll put in the show notes. Yeah. It would be really helpful. And I mean, I, I can't really sum up the process that I do with my, my private clients, but I would say in an effort to sum it up as, as best I can, if you were going to DIY journal it, it would be to bring to the surface, all of the beliefs that you took on as a child Mm. that are lies because their psyches developed by like age seven to nine. Right. And so we're walking around thinking like, I'm small, I am stupid. I'm not enough, whatever, whatever the the silly thing is that you took on because you were a child, we got to bring that to the surface so you can, you know, journal that out or figure out what those beliefs are. Mm -hmm. And you want to either rewrite them for yourself in a journal to just become aware of them. I really feel that that needs to be talked through with somebody, a therapist or a coach or somebody. Um, and then the end piece of the process that I walk women through is literally like hand on heart, like hands on body, reinforcing the new belief and mm-hmm. telling yourself what you wanted to hear. So I feel like I keep giving these really long winded answers, but you're asking these really deep questions. So I, oh. I must keep talking until I feel like I've done it. Due yeah, diligence. absolutely. To give you an example here, um, when I was, I don't know, like eight months pregnant with my second, so I have three and my second is now about to be five. But when I was eight months pregnant, I remember um, something happened with my mother and my brother and she called me. I hadn't really been speaking to her a ton, but we were fine. And she called me and she was super triggered and she screaming at me, blamed all of these choices that my brother had made on me. Mm. and was like, how could you, I know that you conspired against me to make this happen, blah, blah, blah. This isn't like the worst thing that's ever happened. You know, I'm just sharing because I I just want to give a real life example. And I remember feeling so 
triggered. I was crying hysterically on the phone, trying to defend myself, right? Mm -hmm. Like, what are you, literally she had created this whole story in her mind where I was the bad guy. Mm -hmm. And this was the cycle my whole life, right? Something falls apart. Gervais could have prevented it. So she, it's her fault, right? right? And so I grew up feeling, despite other efforts, at the contrary, I grew up feeling I'm not good. Mm-hmm. I'm not a good person. You better prove that you are a good person because I think that you are selfish and, um, you know, mischievous and, and always seeking to like take advantage of people and all of this stuff. Right. So in that moment, as I'm triggered and I get off the phone with my mother, I am hysterically crying. I am, I'm having what I would call um, a panic attack, which I've only had maybe four times in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you've ever had one, it's like, I could not breathe. I was like, my body was shaking and vibrating. I was so triggered. Also, I was super pregnant, ah, super hormonal. Oh my god! You know, my mother's triggering me while well, I've got a baby in my belly. And I was like inconsolable. And my mm-hmm. husband comes running in and he's trying to give me that, you know, like to console me mm-hmm. and he cannot, he mm-hmm. cannot do it. And finally I curl up in a ball and I put my hands on my body and I'm like rocking myself. And I'm like, you are good. You are a good person. You are not a liar. You tell the truth. You are a good daughter. You are a good mother. You are a good sister. Like telling myself the things, like I feel emotional even repeating this, telling myself the things that I desperately needed to hear from my mother in that moment that I will never hear from my mother, not because she's a bad person, but because she is unhealed. Okay. Mm -hmm. And she's working from her own seven-year-old self. And I had, it was the only thing that calmed me down was to really parent myself in that moment and tell myself the things that I needed to hear that I knew were true, even if I didn't have them reflected to me by, Mm -hmm. by my, you know, parenting figures growing up. And the only reason I knew to do those things was from doing the work with a mentor, you know, was from understanding that I even have the option Mm -hmm. to mother myself. Like it, it wouldn't have even occurred to me. It was like, my husband needs to calm me down. I should probably call my sister and bitch about it. Maybe I'll call my friend and talk about how mean my mom is. And it's like, she wounded women hurt women. Mm -hmm. Okay. So she is wounded. So she's hurting me. And so I was so grateful that I understood how to you know, nurture myself in that moment. That is, that is so good. Like I, I could visualize this too. Um, and I think that was, I, we almost feel like we've been there because at, at some point in your life, you've experienced something that was very like traumatic and you know, that you can't control and your emotions just take over. And Ooh, it was just like, yeah. I need to be there for myself right now. And that it's so beautiful. I was getting like goosebumps just hearing you explain that situation, but that's so good that we can be that, that thing we need. We can provide what we need. We just have to be able to tap in into that. Um, Do you find yourself, I don't know if you've heard this quote before, but like, hmm, therapists have their own therapists. Do you, do you see someone regularly or talk to somebody regularly as you are, um, you know, cause it, it's a, it's a big job taking on other people's 
struggles. You have to bring a certain type of energy. So does it help you having some sort of outlet? Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I love, well, I love having coaches. <laughs> like I am addicted. Um, the, the way that I feel when I'm supported, um, by coaches, especially with the work that I do in the world, it feels so, so good. But I would say also like, there's been times in my life where I was like, hmm, I'm like, I don't desire this right now. Right. I don't, I don't, yeah. I mean, you know, you want to get out, you want to make sure you're not just like, Oh, I, something's broken. I need to fix it all the time. Right. Like, I feel like at this stage, I really invest in coaches and programs and mentors just from a place of pure desire. It's like the same energy of, I want to buy those shoes. It's like, I just want that experience. I just want to be in that person's energy and I want to learn from them. Like I'm super curious and hungry to learn. And so, so yes, I mean, I was in a mastermind this year that I've been talking a lot about and, um, I loved that experience so, 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 so much. And, uh, when I started, I was working really deeply with um, like a spiritual coach. I don't know. I just have had different types of support along the way. I don't think it's necessary. You know, I think it just depends on your personality and where you are. But I know for me, I find it to be the best thing ever. <laughs> Extremely helpful. And I feel like too, some listeners are afraid to maybe make that investment in themselves like, oh, personal growth coach or whatever, or, um, the type of work that you do, because it's not really mainstream right now, but I believe that it will be like your biggest investment is you, you go to the gym to take care of your, your, your body, your mental health, but you also, need to have an outlet to grow for somebody on the outside who doesn't, isn't in your household to be able to see it from a different point of view. So I love that you invest in yourself. And I think it's one of the best things you can do, go to, you know, conferences or hire a coach. And I've realized that because I used to be that person before too, like, Oh, do I really need to be spending money on that? Yes. And I feel like the money that I invest, I get it back tenfold in either monetary or in other ways, just growth as a person and confidence and motivation and all those things. So I think that's um, super cool. Yeah. Um, okay. More personally. So I saw on Instagram, I think this is just a great story to share from what we see in social media, but recently you took a family vacation out of the country your son had a fever. I believe your husband got, um, an injury. I tore his ACL, correct? MCL. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the image that we create in our, our head of what this vacation would be like, and the reality of it, can you, I love that you shared like the realness of it. Um, did you find that a lot of people related to that post? Um, yeah, I'm trying I think, yeah, I did a, like a post and then a story. Maybe that was it. The story, yeah. the story was like about traveling home when like the baby got a fever and then like we had to leave the airport because a seven-year-old had a fever. And I was like, oh my God, it's like COVID and I'm walking into airports with fevers and there's thermometers, yeah. like thermometer sensors. Like they just, <laughs> when you come in and I was like, quick, put cold water. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I would say yes. A lot of people 
related to that. And also it's nothing super unusual for me because I just think that's my been my brand for so long. I've only ever been interested in sharing, you know, like personal growth through the lens of real life. Mm -hmm. Because I just think what happens a lot is like the spiritual bypassing and, you know, with, with motivation and inspiration, if it's not, if people don't understand how to apply it into their real lives with feverish babies and injuries and crying and not sleeping, then they'll just feel like that doesn't, that's not for me. Mm -hmm. And I really want more mainstream women to know that it gets to be good for you too. Even the times, the time, quote unquote, time poor mom, like you especially get to feel supported and heal this. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I got a lot of, you know, people, people liked that. Um, but I wouldn't feel good not sharing, you know, it was like, I have to share this. This is too perfect. It's like, it's like my, my calling in life is to share the real life. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, and we create these images in ourselves or in our mind of like what we want this vacation to look or whatever, whatever it's a vacation, a party, a wedding, whatever of what we want to, what we want this experience to be like. And, you know, some of those expectations are super high. And then when we, they're not met, it's like, we have this almost like defeat and disappointment. And, um, but I think that's great knowing that not every vacation is going to be magical, whether you plan for it or not. And just, um, being able to go with the flow when things happen, I feel like you can recover much faster. So, um, I love that, that you share, shared that, Going back to like your therapy, how long do you typically see a client for? It depends, honestly. Um, right now I'm doing a four month, uh, private coaching package and that's, you know, weekly calls for four months. Um, because I've just noticed that these women are shifting so fast. So I don't, I'm not a big, a big advocate of like, let's just stretch out containers just for the sake of like money or what it's like no if you can time is precious so like if you can shift faster let's do that um so I think it just depends the kind of support you're looking for the type of um progress you're looking for like some women they they feel like honestly I just want to have a conversation like when I do my 90 minute intensives they're like there's just this thing that I just need a different perspective on and I just you know, like what you got. And I'm like, 90 minutes, please. It's like a lifetime. Like what, like at the end of my mastermind call the other day, we had seven minutes left. And she was like, there's this thing, this relationship with my brother, we can talk about it next time. And I was like, girlfriend, we've got seven minutes. Like, you know how many seven minute IGTVs I've done? So like, you know, I just like, and then she was like, oh my gosh, I feel like I heard what I needed to hear to move forward. So I, I would steer away from saying, you know, I feel like it's actually really like gimmicky of me to be like, everybody needs a six month package to blah, blah, blah. Cause I just think sometimes we're just ready to shift. Mm-hmm. And so a conversation is amazing. Or we have a conversation and we shift a lot and then we realize, oh, there's more here. And I desire m- more of this because mm-hmm. what I think, and I wanted to like mention this when you were talking about um, like the value of investing in yourself. It's mm-hmm. like, to me, the most valuable thing we have is is our energy. Mm. And I think what we are focused on is our productivity without realizing that our energy going into things is what determines the, the 
quality of our life and our, and our lived experiences. And so I think what happened, what's happened for me at least, and for the women that work with me, it becomes, oh, when I'm in your energy and learning from you, like these things happen. I believe what you tell me. I integrate what you tell me. And like, it all works. Right. Mm -hmm. And then when you have a new thing that I desire to be in that energy and I say yes to it, I get more of it. And so it's Mm -hmm. this idea of like, it's just, my mentor always says more on top of more on top of more. Like we think like, Oh, the work is done. Yeah. And And I steer away from feeling like, no, you have to work on yourself your whole life. To me, it's, it's this idea of like, you get to, Mm. you know, improve your energy, your whole life. You get to, have a more and more abundant mindset your whole life. You get to take more responsibility and that will just, again, enhance the quality of your life. So, you know, sometimes it's yeah. 90 minutes. Sometimes it's a 10 minute IGTV. Sometimes yeah. it's a year. Sometimes it's private coaching into a mastermind. And I just say yeah. like, follow, follow your intuition, follow your desire. And you'll kind of know like how much you need or how so, much you want. Right. So good. Everybody's different. Right. Um, and what type of women do you serve? Is there a, a mold or what, what are your clients like? Um, there's no mold, my friend. Yeah. I mean, you, I mean, I don't know if you know this, but I mean, I used to be like, okay, it's for moms, only moms. And then I had this idea in my head of, okay, who's the, who is the mom? And I feel mm-hmm. like in the last year I've, I've let go of that so much yeah. and I just feel so genuinely that it's a modern woman, right? Cause I just feel like we're all living in these modern worlds. So all the work that I do, I try so hard to make sure that we're putting in the context of, yes, maybe you have a job or maybe you're a stay at home mom. And that's what that looks like. Right. Or maybe you're just getting out of college and what does that look like? And so really the women that I work with, it's all about putting it in the context of you are coachable. You are growth minded. You desire growth. You know, it's possible for you. You feel like there's big goals that you could move towards. And they're not necessarily like grow a six figure, seven figure business. It's like, feel this way in my marriage, have this relationship with my family, you know, um, be this kind of mother to my kids, like have a circle, a close knit circle of female friends. And so, um, yeah, you just, you just, lean into whatever you're desiring at that time. But I would say like the kind of woman is just growth minded, modern mainstream. Usually. I mean, I've got a woman who lives on a cattle ranch. I've got a woman who lives, who lives in the city. Like I've got working working moms. I've got single moms. I've got women who aren't moms yet. Um, Yeah. Just women who are ready for more. So good. Where can listeners find you? Oh, well, you can go to my, uh, well, actually, yeah, go to my, my website is gervaiscolmos.com. I love how you say your last name, Colmos. Colmos. I don't know. <laughs> That's uh, my married name. And, um, or you can find me on Instagram at gervaiscolmos and, uh, yeah, shoot me a DM. Link is in my bio for all the stuffs. Awesome. I will. And I will leave all this stuff in, um, the show notes, it's, you know, we haven't met in person. You're also in Charleston. I hope our um, paths cross and we can meet um, physically, but it was so good to have you on the show. And I just love your insight and your take on life. And the biggest takeaway I had today was that story you shared of just mothering yourself and giving yourself what you need. Mm. Oh, I'm so glad. Well, thank you. It was a pleasure to meet you too. And yeah, um, yeah I think it's beautiful that you're providing this for women. So. Thank you. you. 
Thank you. Yes, you're welcome. You guys, uh, if you love the show, make sure to screenshot this episode on your phone, on your device, and then just tag uh, Gervais Comos and myself and let us know what you loved about this episode. You can also support the show by leaving a review because it means so much to me. You guys, remember, you got this life. You can do it. You got this. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you love this episode, make sure you are subscribed so you know when more episodes come available. My goal is to inspire others to become their vision and one way to get the word out is with reviews. I would really appreciate it if you left an honest review on iTunes and it would mean so much to me. Thanks again and remember to go after the life you want. Bye guys. Bye guys.